Hey folks, this is Abel James, and thanks so much for joining us on Fat Burning Man, where we talk about real food and real results. Did you know that 60% of thyroid disorders are undiagnosed? That's a big deal because when your thyroid stops working, so does your metabolism. And thyroid disorder, unfortunately, is far more common than most of us think. Increasingly, it seems diet is the culprit and potentially the solution. So returning to the show today is Dr. Amy Myers, who's a functional doctor and author of The Thyroid Connection. She herself has a thyroid disorder, and doctors initially brushed it off while she did her best to cope with crippling anxiety and even panic attacks. Conventional medicine fell short yet again, and her mission is to make sure that doesn't happen to you. Don't miss this one. Now, before we get to the interview, here's a quick update that I really wanted to share with you that just came in from our online community, the Fat-Burning Tribe. It's from Jennifer, who says, I haven't posted in a while, but I hit my 100-pound lost mark today. Jennifer, that is absolutely incredible, but I really wish that those of you who are listening on audio right now could see Jennifer's before and after pictures because you look like a brand new person, Jennifer. So here's a quick little round of applause for you. Absolutely incredible. And I know you're not the only one out there who's getting great results. So if you want to share your before and afters with me or just a quick update, could be a non-scale victory, of course. Instagram is probably the one that I pop on most often, but uh, you can find me on on virtually any social media platform out there under Abel James or Fat Burning Man. So please don't be a stranger. Drop me a line anytime. I read every single one of them and I get back to as many as I can. But remember, I'm only human, so I'm doing the best I can, but I always love hearing from you guys. Oh yeah, and don't forget to hashtag the wild diet to make sure that it pops up as well and that I see it. Now, if you'd like to try the wild diet yourself from the device you're listening on right now, check this out. We just updated our online 30-day program with really awesome seasonal done-for-you wild meal plans. There's no ridiculous workouts, calorie counting, or gloom, I promise. Our 30-day wild fat loss program will give you all the tools and support you need to drop the fat with delicious, real food. And thousands of real foodies from all corners of the globe have turned their health around, shedding 20, 50, or even more than 100 pounds with the Wild Diet. And we've been featured in People Magazine and Entertainment Tonight this year. So if you want to get the whole scoop on how this works in the program, you'll get 30 days of fat-burning Wild Diet meal plans to help you shed stubborn fat and banish cravings. That's really important. I don't want you eating a bunch of boring diet food. That's what burned me in the beginning and made me fat and sick in my early 20s. Following the wrong advice, we want to give you everything that you need in one place while you still get to eat delicious food. We also share the truth about how many carbs you really need because that's a tricky one. A lot of people get tripped up there. Uh, you know, the, the breakdown between carbs, protein, and fat can be confusing for a lot of different people based on age, metabolism, your natural predisposition and genetics. So we do our best to make sure that we have plans that can work for absolutely everyone and we want to share them with you. So if you grab our program today, you'll even get a listener discount. All you have to do is type in fatburningman.com slash 30 days. That's the number 30 D-A-Y-S. Once again, that's fatburningman.com slash 30 days. And of course, you can just go to fatburningman.com and sign up for my free newsletter as well and get plenty of, of tips to get you started. But if you want the whole cannoli, the whole shebang, Right now, make sure to check out the 30-day program. All right, on to the show with Dr. Amy. You're about to learn why you might not realize you have a thyroid disorder. I was guilty of that myself. How your hormones affect your personality. That's a really interesting one. Why changing your diet is so important in treating chronic disease. Why you should listen to your intuition. Love that. How to work with conventional doctors and much more. Let's go hang out with Dr. Myers. All right, folks, returning to the show this week, Dr. Amy Myers is a leader in functional medicine and New York Times bestselling author of The Autoimmune Solution and The Thyroid Connection. Dr. Myers, originally misdiagnosed herself, understands the struggles of thyroid dysfunction firsthand. And over the past decade, she's treated thousands of thyroid patients in her functional medicine clinic just down the road here in Austin, Texas. Thanks so much for coming back on the show, Dr. Myers. Yeah, I really appreciate you having me. Thanks so much. And I was congratulating you ahead of time on all your success on uh, on TV. So thank you. It's 
I'm just going to say this. It's really weird to think that, like, doctors were watching me on reality TV. But, well, but I knew what it. you had to say was legit. So I was just, you know, I was saying how painful it was to watch all the others. But, you know, <laughs> to watch you, I was like, yeah, yeah, show them. Show them how it's done. Hopefully. Well, like I said before this interview, I was I was playing poker, and I really wanted to do my best to be educational in a platform that doesn't lend itself to that at all. Reality TV is all about drama. Lord knows we have enough of that out there. So, uh Let's get right to it. One of the things I wanted to talk about with with you specifically is that I think a lot of people understand that hormones could be an issue, but they don't realize that the hormonal environment in their body, the thyroid and lifestyle factors, all the inputs into that don't really matter. But your hormones can actually start to control and even drive your personality, uh, your health, your motivation, and everything that's all wrapped up in it. And you experienced that yourself firsthand. When you were misdiagnosed, you went through your own health journey uh, in your 30s, right, in, in med school. So Yeah, my second year of med school. Yeah, I mean, actually, I was, I was asked this question the other day just kind of about when I first got my diagnosis of Graves' disease, was that kind of a, a sigh of relief? Because so many people, particularly with thyroid dysfunction and other chronic illnesses, they're doctor to doctor, and it's sometimes years before they actually get their diagnosis. I was somewhat lucky I did get brushed off by conventional medicine and told it was stress and it was just, I was a second year medical student learning, you know, uh, different types of diseases and thinking I had them. So I definitely got brushed off, but, you know, stood there and insisted, no, I need, you know, a full workup. And I was also saying how being a med student and certainly a doctor, I get treated by other doctors very differently than the average person does. So, I mean, I do get, you know, special treatment, frankly, even as a med student. I mean, it just, it automatically puts you in a different realm but uh, they were asking you know if I once I got my diagnosis was I relieved and for many diagnoses people are relieved because they feel like it's all in my head and I've been told for years I'm crazy I didn't feel that way I mean my symptoms kind of came on pretty abruptly and with Graves disease or hyperthyroidism it is a bit more easy to diagnose than say Hashimoto's Mm -hmm. Um, so I wasn't doctor to doctor and with my personal you know persistence and being a med student um, even though I got brushed off you know eventually the diagnosis itself um, once they listened to me was easy to come to so to speak but what I was saying is that I was and then finding out there's an autoimmune disease and then of course the conventional treatments for that are so severe which is horrible medication, which I eventually took at one point and got toxic hepatitis to having your thyroid blown up or having it uh, you know, cut out. They're so barbaric that you know I wasn't happy at all. But to your point, what I was happy about was that I was having all this insomnia and I was having these panic attacks and I was having severe anxiety like I'd never experienced. And you do think you're crazy at some level. And my parents and my friends and my family, you know, were like, who is this mad woman? You know, she's like flying off the rail at a, you know, second. She's freaked out about everything. And then I started, once I had my thyroid ablated, I was having these dumping syndromes of my thyroid. So I'd be fine. And then I would literally have a panic attack. I mean, like I had to carry around Xanax with me, like everywhere I went for months. And so that, as you were saying, how your hormones take over was a relief to me that once I sort of got through all that, you know, I do have a type A personality and I'm more, you know, goal oriented as one might say, or high strung as others might say, or (laughs) determined or whatever, successful, whatever words you want to use. I am that person, you know, kind of at a baseline, but it was like that on steroids when I was having, you know, full blown Graves disease and it was a relief to find out that that really was just my overactive thyroid. I mean, cause I was thinking like, oh my God, is this my life that I'm gonna worry every time I go to church or to a movie theater that I'm in an enclosed space that I'm gonna have this panic attack and you know, I'm gonna be stuck in the middle aisle and not be able to get out situation. So that part was a relief to me that to realize that that was my hormones sort of taking over the rest of my body and once that after a very long roller coaster got settled out that you know that did go away yeah and it's extremely common not just the thyroid but but imbalances all over the place with within the body that start to drive behavior i remember actually when when one of my friends eventually she was diagnosed with thyroid cancer but there was a moment where it's just like you're not acting the same way you know there were all of a sudden you don't from the outside looking in you don't necessarily see it as symptoms it's just like 
are you going crazy? <laughs> like what, what's happening yeah. here? And so I think a lot of people listening might know that maybe something's a little bit off. And I think I read in your book that, what is it, 60% at least of, of thyroid disorders are undiagnosed and people don't, mm-hmm. don't realize that it could be driving their behaviors on either end of that. So, so hyper presents very differently in terms of symptoms than hypo would. My mom's hypo and actually a lot of people in my family are hypo as well. So what can people do to make sure that they're not just kind of like floating into oblivion, not knowing what's wrong, but actually starting to do the right tests and, uh, and get a better handle of their health? Yeah, so first I want to say, you know, we're often, you know, speaking of our hormones as these isolated systems, you know, that is the thyroid hormone or your sex hormones or your progesterone and estrogen are off if it's a woman or low testosterone if it's a male or your adrenal hormones or, you know, your blood sugar hormones. And, you know, back in the day, at least my day, you might be a bit younger than me. You know, we'd talk about the telephone and the telephone wires all being connected. I think now it's the, you know, the World Wide Web and that, you know, these signals are being bounced all over the place. You know, when you're you and I are on Skype, it's just not you to me. I mean, there's signals going out everywhere to make this happen. And that's what's going on in the body is that it's not just your thyroid sitting in isolation or your thyroid goes to talk to your brain or goes to talk to your digestion. All of these hormones are talking to one another simultaneously all the time. So when there's an imbalance in one, it's going to lead to an imbalance in another. So it all gets out of whack. And that's why there you know, are so many symptoms with thyroid dysfunction of you know, your hair falling out to for women menstrual irregularities to infertility or miscarriages, men low libido, uh, you know, anxiety, depression, brain fog, overactive brain, hair falling out. I mean, it's affecting every system mm-hmm. and every hormonal system as well. So, I mean, you know, obviously I would tell everybody to pick up a copy of the Thyroid Connection. And the reason I say that is because it's really, you know, as opposed to my first book that I wrote, The Autoimmune Solution, that was kind of like conventional medicine has that wrong. Don't do that. Read my book. Here's another program. Work with your doctor to get off your meds. With thyroid, particularly, you know, me, if I didn't take my supplemental thyroid hormone, I'd die. Most people out there do have hypothyroidism, or if you're like me and you had hyper and you've now had something radical done and you are technically hypo now, you have to have that supplemental thyroid hormone. I mean, I would, like I said, I would die if I didn't have it. So. I mean, there are people that in the very early inflammatory stage maybe don't have to get on it or by going through the program in the book or, you know, and taking the supplements and doing the diet or they've gotten on it and it was very early in their diagnosis and we can get them off of it. Mm-hmm. But like I said, most people are five, six doctors, 10 years till diagnosis. They've been on it for years. There's been enough damage that I can't regrow your thyroid tissue. Right. So this book is really, as opposed to the other book, a very much work with your doctor book. Mm -hmm. And I know not everybody can get to a functional medicine doctor, so it's really written to be able to work with your conventional doctor. And it goes through and explains exactly what labs to get, and of course I can go over those, what the optimal reference ranges are, because that's a big problem of why 60% of these people are not getting diagnosed, is because we're using outdated reference ranges. Mm -hmm. And you know things obviously that you can do to support the thyroid with nutrients, diet, lifestyle factors, and then things to prevent you, you know, it's not like, oh, well, I already had mine ablated and I feel great on my meds. I'm not going to get the book. It's like, well, no, why did you get Graves or Hashimoto? So this is going to help you figure that out and get to that root cause. So maybe I can't get my thyroid back, but hopefully I can prevent another autoimmune disease coming down the line or cancer. We now know leaky gut is the gateway to cancer. And so if you have autoimmunity, you likely have a leaky gut. So The book, of course, works, you know, walks you through what I call the five factors that are influencing all chronic disease, but certainly uh, thyroid dysfunction and how to heal from those, even if you are, you know, feeling good on your meds. But most likely a lot of people aren't feeling good on their supplemental thyroid hormone or they've been told you don't have thyroid dysfunction and they actually do for the fact that they're not checking the right test or when they do, they're interpreting them, you know, with outdated reference ranges. Right. And I I remember when my mom, and and she does this every every so often, and she's a holistic health practitioner herself, a nurse practitioner and herbalist and and author. But like I said, she's hypothyroid and has been um, dealing with that for over a decade 
now at this point, but I know she was originally on Synthroid and then switched to what she calls Piggy Thyroid. And the differences in her personality and her metabolism were, were blatantly obvious to her and, and people around her. So it was definitely a journey trying to get those, those hormones dialed in. And I think a lot of people might not realize that they're not feeling optimal. Right. So for you, was it was it a hard shift into realizing something was seriously wrong or was it just kind of a gradual thing where it's like, oh, I'm getting older and this is just the way it is? Well, for me, and it's like this, I think for many people with anything, and I can speak to this about even like my recent toxic mold exposure, you know, it's sort of like the frog in the pot, you know, you're there and you're not noticing these things. So I had started medical school. Well, let me back up and tell you, I had returned from the Peace Corps and moved to Seattle. I didn't know anybody and started taking prerequisites for med school. So I had an adjustment from the Peace Corps, which was far harder adjusting home than it was adjusting there. Hmm. And then I was living in a new city and taking, you know, classes after. I'd been literally living in the middle of nowhere, yeah. you know, kind of doing nothing all day. I mean, working with farmers, but I mean, it wasn't like in a classroom studying high pressure. Right. Then I came home to New Orleans. And while I was home for the summer, my mother got diagnosed with pancreatic cancer and died four months later. Yeah. So then I you know, moved all my stuff back to New Orleans and was continuing prerequisites for med school, then got in med school, which was so hard. And so this was the very beginning of my second year of medical school. So I had had, you know, two and a half or three years of just severe stress right before that. So when I'm starting to have panic attacks and insomnia and just anxiety, you know, you're kind of thinking, well, I don't know. I mean, like, is this how I'm responding to this? Like, this is super stressful. You know, I mean, I remember in med school, the first week, like the first test we had was like on the hand or something. It was, I think the hand and you know, I'm thinking to myself, like, you know, in class, they literally went over all the major arteries and all the major muscles. And then kind of on our own, we were expected to literally get into the hand and know every single muscle insertion point, you know, Uh every nerve, everything. And I'm, and I'm like studying and I'm thinking, surely they're not expecting me like in two days to like know every single branch of an artery and every (laughs) nerve and every single muscle in the hand. Cause you wouldn't believe how many freaking muscles are in your hand. And I'm like, see a friend at the coffee shop. She's like, yeah, of course we need to know all that. And I'm like, panic, like. (laughs) what? Like they literally gave us two days to like learn, you know, every innervation, any, every insertion. And so, I mean, it was pressure. Like I have never ever, well, the, you know, pressure is really residency, but anyway, all that's to say that no, for me, it was this situation where I had had all this stress that at first you do think, Oh, okay, this, you know, this is stress. And then it gets so out of control that it's kind of like, I mean, for me, it was when I had a hand tremor, I would like literally go get something and my hand would tremor. And I'm like, okay, that is not stress. Like that is something bad. That Mm -hmm. is not good. So that's really when I went to the doctor, but you know, same thing. I just recently had this toxic mold exposure that I was talking to you, which is why it's echoing in this apartment. But you know, I had moved in with my husband and he was in a new house and, and he had a cat and there was off gassing. And so I just thought it was all that. And then, you know, I'm getting married and I have a book coming out. So again, you just kind of contribute all this stuff to stress or it's this or it's that. And then, you know, kind of when I had taken everything away and couldn't find any other reason, I kind of realized that's what it was. I mean, we still never found anything, but I am so sensitive that I can assure you there was something there. I mean, we did look, but we, we couldn't find anything. So, you know, I just got out for myself. But it's one of those things that I think we all do this. We kind of make these excuses of, you know, it's this or it's that or, you know, I mean, people don't want to, you know, frankly, admit that there's something wrong with them or that they have a health issue. So we make excuses that it's, you know, something external rather than something, you know, wrong with us or that, you know, something's your body's broken. Right. Well, that takes sucking it up a little bit, doesn't it? It it, it takes... I think at a philosophical level, really admitting to yourself that you are mortal, that uh, you can't ignore it anymore. You're definitely, you have weaknesses and you need to face them. It reminds me of when I was in in college, this was uh, sophomore year at Dartmouth. We were living above a, this was was a great apartment. I couldn't believe that we got it as sophomores or whatever, but it was right above a combined subway and Ben and Jerry's. And uh, so, so we're living right above that. It had been there for a long time and it had been college students living there forever. So the place was an absolute mess. And within a few months of moving there, I got so sick that I really couldn't get out of bed for more than a week. And it turns out I had mono, which lasted for more than a month. And uh, at one point it started raining and then the wall just opened up and you saw oh black mold spilling out everywhere. 
And looking back, you know, I had I had brain fog. It was really hard to take tests at the time. I was taking piano lessons and it wasn't really working out. My body temperature was starting to have problems. My thyroid started seeming like it was acting up. My numbers were just going crazy. Uh, but I think a lot of people don't realize that it could be, you know, toxic mold. It could be thyroid problems. It could be a lot of different things. So what's a good way for well, someone? Well, actually, just real quick to yeah. that. I mean, when I see young men with thyroid dysfunction, I mean, you know, it's far more common excuse me, in women than it is men right. and more in your 40s and 50s um, with shifts in hormones. And so, you know, that's really one of the things that I say that conventional medicine is failing us, particularly men, is that they're not even checking. But when I see a young man with thyroid dysfunction, you know, toxic mold and Lyme are two of the biggest things that I'm thinking of. I mean, you're short of some extremely strong family history, which I rarely see in men. I see it all the time in women. But so, you know, it was likely that your thyroid was getting out of whack. And just for all the men out there, you know, I don't know if you have a large population of men that are listening to your podcast, but you know, if you're having problems with, you know, testosterone, with thyroid, I mean, certainly adrenal issues is something I think of, but you know, unless you're super CrossFit, super duper type A, high, high, high intensity stress, um, the likelihood is that it could be something more serious, particularly if you've gone to doctors and not gotten answers mm -hmm. of toxic mold and Lyme. And just real quick, if people are trying to sort those out, for me, I find in my clinic that, um, toxic mold, particularly if you're in the exposure every day, is more of a constant feeling bad. Yeah. Um, whereas Lyme has has more of a cyclical type situation because it is a it has a life cycle. It's an infection that has a life cycle. So those are usually people like I felt great or not great, but okay for these four days and then you know the next four days I did the exact same thing and I felt terrible I could yeah. barely get out of bed so you know I would just invite people if they're in that boat particularly young men or men in general to you know if you haven't gotten answers particularly and you have a thyroid issue you might want to see if you fit some of those symptoms yeah you know I get excited about all this finding the little problems you have to let your ego go for a second but uh I'm thinking back to you know even at that time when I had mono, I didn't know that it was related to mold uh, at the time. But within those few years, my, you know, my mom had the thyroid problems. I had all sorts of problems with, with the mono and, and the mold and, and all of that. My brother got Lyme disease. And oh, at, wow, um, brother my Lyme. other brother eventually got Lyme disease. My, uh, eventually, both of our dogs got Lyme disease, too. We, this was back in New Hampshire. And I think a lot of people listening, they might be like, yeah, everything's cool. I uh, don't necessarily go to the doctor that often or get everything checked, but like everything's cool. I just feel the way that I do. What's the best way for people, would, would you say, to kind of level it up, to suck it up and, and say, I'm not going to be perfect. I'm not going to get perfect results. I'm not going to ace this test. But to go into hopefully a functional medicine practitioner and be like, let's work on this, doc. What have I got? Yeah. So I mean, back to your point of just kind of, you know, how do you know? I mean, I, you know, like kind of the glasses came off for me at the end, the first time I ever did an elimination diet, you know, I was a vegetarian for 27 years. So I was eating a lot of Ezekiel bread, sure. tofurkey, uh, you know, even, you know, uh, dairy. And yeah. so, you know, when I went on an elimination diet, that was pretty radical for me and getting out the wheat. And I just remember like I could smell better. I could hear, hear better. Like the entire world just looked more vibrant. Yeah. And I think it's that frog in the pot or you have on the glasses and you don't realize how dirty they are. So I think, you know, if you have listeners who haven't already changed their diet, that's really one of the first ways that I see because diet plays such a big role. And, you know, that's why my book, The Thyroid Connection has this like work with your doctor component, but also a whole program surrounding getting to the root causes and a 28 day program in it focused around food and diet and stress reduction. And of course, getting to the root of the toxins and infections and leaky gut and all that stuff. And, you know, if you go get the thyroid medicine, but you don't change your diet, like you're going to feel better, but you're not going to feel as good as you could. And if you change the diet, but you don't go get the met, you know, the th supplemental thyroid hormone, if you need it, then, you know, or if you're graves and you're not doing something to address that, which I have a whole program for those with hyperthyroidism with herbs and stuff that are more natural and calming than doing something, you know, that I did. And it's a great place to hopefully solve your problem. And if not, at least start. So you're not doing all this stuff. But so what I would say is a great way to really assess, are you that person that thinks you feel great, but you really don't is to change your diet. And, you know, the diet in my book, I call it the Myers way. I don't know if everybody can see my shirt. I, I know <laughs> I didn't casual. see that until now. That's awesome. Yeah, I'll stand up. <laughs> I know that you're casual on your podcast, so I, I used to dress up, but I'm like, I'm going to wear it. I was looking in my The Mars Way V-neck. I love it. Yeah, the Myers Way. <laughs> 
I want my whole slogan on the back too, but we won't get into that. Anyway, so, you know, my diet, although I call it the Myers way, because it's what I've adapted that works in my clinic, but, you know, at a fundamental sort of broad perspective, I mean, it's a paleo autoimmune program. Mm -hmm. So it's, you know, at least, you know, I probably take out some things because of the autoimmune component, but very similar to, you know, what you're advocating as well. And so even though I don't call myself paleo, I don't want to pigeonhole myself, um, but for people who are watching you, they kind of understand that or approved. (laughs) And so I think if anybody's listening and they haven't gone through your program or something like mine, that is a great place to start to kind of wipe off those glasses. And then, you know, to, to your second point, I mean, you know, I think when people get a diagnosis of something or they're scared to go to the doctor because they're scared there's something wrong, even though intuitively they know there's something wrong. And what I would say is your tuition, intuition is typically always right. I mean, you're always going to know yourself better than any doctor will. I mean, even I don't ever claim that I know my patients better than they know themselves. So, you know, why not go investigate? I mean, it's kind of crazy to me. It's like when certain movies come out, you know, about GMOs or, you know, I was talking to some people about, you know, the... Um, What's the roulette movie by uh, Jeffrey Smith at IRT? Uh, genetic roulette. Yeah, genetic roulette. Yeah. You know, I was talking to some friends and they're like, oh God, like I would never go see that movie. And I'm like, you have small children, like why would you not want to see it? And then if you choose to do something else, like that's your prerogative. And that's kind of how about feel about people is, you know, knowledge is power. And I love to get a lot of information to people mm-hmm. and then what they choose to do with it's their own. But why would you not want to know? I mean, to let something be festering or to feel like you're admitting that something happened and then you need to take supplemental thyroid hormone when you could feel amazing once you do. I mean, I really try to tell people, which is why I call it supplemental thyroid hormone rather than medication. Mm -hmm. This isn't that you're overweight or you have high blood pressure or something that you could be controlling on your own. If your thyroid has had so much inflammation and been damaged over the years, it's no longer producing. It's just like a type one diabetic. I mean, they need the insulin to survive. And so I don't consider that defeat that you had to get on it or you can't get off of it. I mean, it's just what that is. And then, you know, I would invite people to, again, read the book and figure out, well, why did they get there in the first place and what can they do to help optimize their thyroid function? You know, making sure they're taking a good quality multivitamin, of course, eating good quality foods that contain things like iodine and zinc and selenium and what we need to make our thyroid, you know, convert from the storage form to the active form. Cause that's a huge problem I see right. for people is just not having the nutrients they need to make that conversion and therefore their hypothyroid. Now, for people who aren't eating iodized salt, a lot of people in this community or in ancestral health may have given that up a long time ago, but uh, in some cases they might not be, be getting enough iodine. So what's your stance on kelp and iodine supplementation and, and that whole side of things? Yeah. So, I mean, I don't think any salt is iodized anymore. They've, they've removed it from everything in the United States. So I think that's actually part of the problem of why we have such an epidemic of thyroid dysfunction mm-hmm. is that we're not getting the iodine uh, through our diet, uh, whether that was through salt or naturally eating sea vegetables and, you know, iodine rich foods. And then we are bombarding our bodies because, you know, we've replaced iodine and things with bromide and chloride and right. fluoride. And these are all very similar to iodine on the periodic table and they have the same charge. And so in our body, our thyroid has the largest amount of iodine. And when we're being exposed to bromides and flame retardants in our sofa and our mattress, and our carpets and we're being exposed to them in baked goods and fluoride in our water and chloride in our water, it's displacing all this iodine. So I think that's part of the epidemic is that we don't have the iodine coming and then we have all these things displacing it. So I believe most people are in an iodine deficient state. Now there are advocates out there that are advocating 50 milligrams of iodine. And, you know, I've seen people come into my clinic and swear that solved their thyroid dysfunction. And I've had people come in and swear it caused it. I think the jury's out on that. And I don't use it in those dosages. I use it in, I've formulated a multivitamin, the Myers way multivitamin that's there to support really anybody, but you know, those with thyroid dysfunction and I have 300 micrograms of iodine in it. Um, I do think that we need, and again, that's thousands fold lower than what I was just talking about. We're talking about micrograms, not milligrams. Mm -hmm. And so I do think that people 
you know, with thyroid dysfunction, typically it's part of the problem is an iodine deficiency. Of course, you'll go to your regular doctor and they're like, iodine, don't take it. It's going to cause a problem. And I, I disagree. I think I've only had one or two people ever had a, a reaction to iodine in my clinic. So I'm not saying you can't be one of them and you do need to be cautious and it's an individual thing for the, but for the vast, vast majority of people, I do think that they need it. To sea kelp, I mean, I don't have a problem with eating sea kelp. You just need to be very careful with all the radiation these right. days and be careful of, of where you're getting your kelp. I mean, I certainly have some recipes in my book that incorporate seaweed, of course, because it's a thyroid book. You know, we want to incorporate iodine-rich foods. The best place to get your uh, nutrients is from your food supply and not be taking supplements. But Unfortunately, I think we live in a world where people aren't, you know, our food supply is, is the nutrients are diminished. People aren't eating super optimally. And so, you know, supplementation is a great thing, you know, a great way to, you know, uh, supplement, you know, supplement that. Yeah. Now, when you're, I think a lot of people, they might be guilty of this, listening to show after show or reading thing after thing and not really getting to that ultimate why. What are the stakes? Why am I doing this? Why do I want to eat better, get out there and move, sleep better? They're all kind of like boring things when you think about it. They're just like things that we know that we should be doing, but you might not know why. I think you provide an excellent example of, of someone who's kind of at the advanced end of that. If you don't know what's going on, then ultimately you have a serious problem with your thyroid and your in your case and your life kind of you went through some serious changes right there were some serious stakes that you had to face right then so could you um, maybe provide a few words for people out there who aren't taking action yet who who don't know what the stakes are you know because it's not just leaky gut it's not just you know a little bit of stress or an infection here and there it can manifest itself as cancer down the road or death or something that completely changes your personality if you don't get a handle on it yeah, I mean, I certainly don't want people to live in fear. Right. Um, you know, that that is not, you know, that is not the purpose of, you know, how I go through things or how I write my books. It's like give you enough information to realize this is why you should do something. I hope you do it, but it's your choice. And here's how to easily do it to incorporate it into your life. It's why we call it the Myers way. It's a way of life. It's yeah. not a diet. It's not a quick fix. I mean, the program in the book is a 28 day program to get you jump started. And if that's, you know, all you need, that's great. If you need to um, go further. That's great. And then we show you like how to add the foods back in and figure out what are your absolute no's and what are your, okay, I can do this on occasion and okay, I can add this back in. No problem. Yeah. Certainly gluten and dairy. I hope everybody with thyroid dysfunction leaves out because of the molecular mimicry. Mm -hmm. And I talk all about that in the book. But, um, you know, I think the thing is, is that the vast majority of thyroid dysfunction is autoimmune in nature. Yeah. And of course, the vast majority of that is Hashimoto's. Uh, the book is for anybody with Hashimoto's, Graves, thyroid cysts, thyroid nodules, you know, had, had their thyroid removed because of cancer or what I did, or anybody who thinks they have it, but been told they haven't. So mm -hmm. I get asked that question a lot. Like there are all these books for Hashimoto's. Do you cover this, that, and the other? Yes, I cover it all. I had graves. I'm not going to leave us out yeah. <laughs> guys, but you know, focusing on the fact that, you know, with and I wrote in my first book, The Autoimmune Solution, like, oh, well, if you have Hashimoto's, you know, it's as simple as taking some supplemental thyroid hormone and your condition, you know, isn't really that severe or it's like lower on the severity spectrum. Sure. And I got, you know, all kinds of nasty, you know, emails from people like, you have no idea what I've been through. And I'm like, well, actually I do. Um, I've been through actually probably worse. Um, I wasn't trying to diminish that. It's to say that it's not multiple sclerosis. It's not rheumatoid arthritis. It's not scleroderma. It's not, um, in, you know, polymyositis. It is not a debilitating, even life-threatening, you know, lupus. You know, you're lucky in one sense if you have an autoimmune condition. That one's the one you want to have. The solution is to supplement with thyroid hormone, not to take harsh medications to shut down your immune system. I'm not diminishing anybody. So for many people, they might think no big deal, right? I'm on my supplemental thyroid hormone. I feel pretty good. Why do I even need to be listening to this talk? I've, I've got it handled. Well, that's the point that if you look down the road, if you haven't gotten to that root cause, you're three times more likely to have another autoimmune condition. And it might be one of these others. You are still have leaky gut if you never healed that. And so you are opening yourself up. You've never 
close the floodgates. So it's not meant to scare anybody. It's just to give them the intelligent information about these are the things that could come down the line. And so I'd invite you to look into them because don't you want to continue, even if you feel awesome on your supplemental thyroid hormone, to continue to feel awesome for years and years to come for yourself and for your family and everything else. So to me, that's what keeps me going or what keeps the stakes where they are. I mean, not to mention that, I mean, I absolutely practice what I preach. And so, you know, I, I, for me, that's important, you know, and even people that come to work with me, if they're not doing this, they eventually do over time because it's just, it's the culture that, you know, that I've created at the office. And I want patients to know that I'm not telling them to do something that I've not done myself or that I'm not doing myself. Right. But I can tell you, <laughs> it's a lot easier to eat a salad when you know what the stakes are. You know, uh, it was really interesting. I was on a, a, a trip with a bunch of mostly young men, young entrepreneurs and, and friends of mine. And just watching the garbage go into their mouths over the course of a weekend was uh, was shocking because a lot of times I'm hanging out with with health people like you. Right. Mm-hmm. Um, so you see that. And, and some of them were still shocked, even though I do it what I do and they know what I do. Uh, that I wasn't eating some of that right. that garbage, but you know, especially after doing it this long, I just won't. You know, when I when I look at it, if it's processed food, if it comes from like Walmart in a tiny little package or whatever, even if I'm hungry, it's like that's not food. And uh, I can tell you, every time it's it's really easy to make that decision. It's not like oh, I have to eat vegetables and I'm bummed about it. It's like I'm pretty empowered by eating the right thing because I know it's it's nourishing my body and and, and that's. I think it's psychologically where we want people to get, but it's hard to get there, right? Well, I was reading somebody, I actually think it was Rob Wolf. I mean, somebody's Facebook posted this thing, the the 100% rule, and it's so true. I mean, my life is so much easier with that. Now, I wish, you know, I could say that I do that to sugar 100% of the time, and I don't. I mean, I eat sugar on occasions, and I'm like, you know, if I had the 100% rule with sugar like I do with gluten and dairy, like, it just, it wouldn't even be an issue. It's like the whole point of the article was once I adopted this 100% rule on whatever it is that they were adopting, and it doesn't even have to be surrounding food. It could be having negative people in my life. Um, You know, I mean, it could be anything. And once you adopt that, it's just, you don't have to think about it. And it is true. I mean, I I remember one time I was at dinner with some friends. And first of all, what I would say is it's also a hell of a lot easier if you surround yourself with people who have this as their way of life, because then it's just not even, it's just, you don't even think about it. I mean, sometimes I agree, like I'm in this bubble. I'm like, oh, the rest of the world doesn't do this because like so many of my friends and now every, you know, my staff, you know, everybody's like lives this way. So it's, it's even my family, you know, who was like, you know, gluten, 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 you know, that they've even, you know, we have paleo Thanksgivings and Christmas now, which is like amazing. (laughs) So, uh, you know, or the Myers way. So it's, it's just so much easier. You know, think about those at dinner with some friends and they had like ordered a dessert, you know, to like share at the table and it came and you know, one looked down and she's like, Oh, sorry, Amy. And I was like, Oh, I mean, I didn't even like notice it was here. Like, it's like at some level I did, I looked at it, it like registered. Yeah. You can't, you know, not, you can't eat that. Like you're not going to eat that Like the bread basket, right? Yeah. I mean, it just like literally there, boom, move on. Yeah. And it wasn't like, Oh God, that looks so good. I wish I could have that. I can't believe they ordered that with me here. I mean, like people don't understand that once you kind of, you know, and I love how somebody referred to it as the hundred percent rule. Once you kind of adopt that for whatever your foods are, and I'm not saying everything in the world, but you just pick what your, you know, are the ones that you don't want to eat for whatever reason, like GMOs or, you know, packaged foods, or they have gluten or dairy or whatever your no foods are. And once you adopt that, it's just like, it's not even, you know, it's like caffeine. I cannot drink caffeine. Yeah. My husband's over there, iced coffee. I smell it. It's like, looks amazing, but it's like, it's not even in my consciousness that I'm right. going to like pick up and have that cup because I know that I will be having symptoms. Like I was hyperthyroid. I right. mean, I just like, Bleh. so I wish I could get there with sugar and, um, <laughs> I'm not there yet, but, um, maybe one day I will be <laughs> choose your vices. That's part yeah. of the fun. I, mean, right? I don't need a ton of sugar at all, but it's like, you know, the gluten-free dairy-free cupcake on your birthday or especially occasion or you know whatever but yeah <laughs> well you know it's so funny this also came up recently and I saw it I, I think someone shared it in our coaching community but it was a picture of like you know those little Chobani yogurts with like the, oh, yeah, the yeah. blueberry preserves in it or something yeah. like that it shows that that's got like 15 grams of sugar and, and, and this uh, specific uh, nutrients in it <laughs> nutrients I'm using air quotes here and then it compares it to Breyer's vanilla 
frozen yogurt or ice cream and it's almost exactly the same and i i commented you know i'm going for the ice cream every time you you have to choose the things that make the most sense yeah i mean that's the thing that people don't like really don't get it's like wow if you're gonna do that or drink a glass of orange juice wouldn't you rather be doing you know i don't know what because i don't drink orange juice either but i mean it's just you know i mean those those kinds of things like people don't understand that you know, like the Snickers bar is perceived as being bad, but the, you know, protein bar that's, yeah, you know, right. the cookie dough cookie formula, dough protein bar. you know, protein bar might have a couple grams more protein in it, but not really because the Snickers is the peanuts, yeah. you know, they're really not that different. And right. so, yeah, I mean, it's really just, you know, I think when you're eating real whole food, you just don't even have to you know, worry about that. Yeah, well then, especially if you're making your own desserts, then you can have a heck of a lot of fun with it. So I, yeah. that's that's what I usually do is instead of having the, you know, the briars, I, I won't eat that crap anymore, but you go home, you make your own ice cream and all of a sudden it tastes so much better, it feels so much better and you don't get wrecked that night or the next day or anything like that. But we are coming up on time, so I wanted to make sure yeah. we, we cover off on one last kind of personal question, which is you mentioned earlier that, that you're type A, which is obvious, and that you're definitely successful and an overachiever, an overachiever and um, you know I, I can definitely empathize with a lot of that. But uh, as I was saying before this interview, I think – uh, especially as a doctor, you're trained to punish yourself and stay up all night and, and really just work and work and work and work. And then when you go out and, and let off steam, a lot of times there's even less sleep and you're partying with your friends or whatever. And this is the way that a lot of overachievers or, or type A type people are trained over the course of their lives. But if you want to be healthy, you need to untrain yourself from that. You need to take, take your foot off the gas every once in a while. Uh, and get a handle on those lifestyle factors and the quality of life. So in your journey of health, how what have you been struggling with recently? What have you learned about how to make your, your sanity a priority? Yeah, so in some ways that was me, in other ways it was not. I've never been a big partier, a big drinker. I've never been that like work hard, play hard. I've been the like work hard, rest hard. Okay. Um, I remember I was talking to Mark Hyman one time and he's just like, yeah, I have two switches on and off. So even in med school, I mean, certainly in college, I, there were the all-nighters and things like that. But once I got to med school, I was in my 30s. I had experienced the Peace Corps, literally sitting around, you know, like, wow, it's hot. You know, I mean, you just <laughs> like not much you can talk about. So with people in the middle of nowhere, but, um, once I got to med school, I mean, I never sleep is a huge priority mm-hmm. for me. I need nine to 10 hours a night and always have been. So I like, I didn't compromise my sleep in med school. Um, I, I don't compromise my sleep now. I mean, my staff knows, I mean, we did this interview, you know, 10, 10 AM. I don't yeah. do anything before 10 AM. Um, you know, I think as I've, gotten busier and as I have, you know, certainly achieved some financial success, um, where I choose to spend my money is on things that um, allow me like, rather than doing the three flights to get somewhere and save $200, I take the direct flight. Right. If the 10 a.m. flight's more expensive, you know, I am now in a financial position to be able like, that's what I do instead of buying nice things. I mean, mm-hmm. you know, I, I choose to find things that allow me to continue to be successful and achieve a lot of things, but then don't wear me down as much. And then during this time with with the toxic mold, I got very sick. I was in the middle of writing the thyroid connection. And obviously that was extremely stressful. We moved out of our house into an apartment. I literally, you know, went over with a mattress on the floor and that was all I had in my computer and my phone. And I'm not kidding. And then, you know, trying to write a book and all this stuff. And so the book, The Thyroid Connection, has a whole chapter on stress this time and all the things that I did, heart rate variability, cool. heart math. Um, you know, I get up every morning, I put on my strap, I see, you know, did I recover from the day before? Mm-hmm. If not, you know, I, I try to take it easier that day. I do heart math. I mean, it's a whole host of stuff that I've done, acupuncture, float tanks. I mean, you name it, I certainly have tried it. Some things I didn't feel help, other things I did. And, you know, I write all about that and incorporate it into the program program this time because I did feel like, you know, like I had gotten sick and I had gotten well and I'd even gotten a toxic mold exposure before. But as soon as I got out, I was just like hit the ground running. And this time I got really sick and it was just kind of a wake up call for me that even though I'm living this, 
life that what was the piece that maybe I wasn't addressing in all of this? You know, was it more stress? Because of course we're busy people and the last thing we want to slow down is and take a few minutes. And I kind of realized like if I don't take those few minutes, I'm really fraying at both ends. So yeah, I mean, I, I um, fortunately have always been a person that, you know, hot bath, sauna, you know, nine hours of sleep, if at all possible kind of situation. But even in my own life, just starting the day off with, you know, setting that pace or taking a few minutes during the day to do some deep breathing and just, you know, restore myself. And it's, it's hard. I mean, it's, it's not hard to do, but it's hard when, you know, I mean, I genuinely feel that um, my purpose in life is to, I know this sounds super trite, but it's not, I mean, it's, it's genuine is to help as many people as possible. I mean, conventional yeah. medicine failed me and it's my mission to not have it fail you too. And when you literally are living a life with that kind of purpose, it is difficult to, you know, my husband doesn't really understand it that, I mean, I am the minute I think of something like I'm doing it because it's like, it's, it's a like way to help more people. Yeah. You know, it's like, oh, I just found this person. This celebrity has hypothyroidism. Who do I know that might possibly have their address? I got to get them a book. <laughs> you know, it's just like, I mean, he's literally at the post office right now mailing off books to that's some people. Great. So that's, you know, it's just how, how I'm wired. I love it. Uh, and also in your book, you have a really cool explanation of how to structure your day for health. The morning, midday, evening. I loved that. Yeah. So the value in, you know, having written one book is knowing the feedback of like what worked and what didn't work. And Mm -hmm. before it was kind of like, here's a sample day. Now repeat this every day. And this time it was like, okay, I heard there were a lot of supplements. So I backed that off. I created the Myers way multivitamin. And then of course, you know, probiotics, fish oils, vitamin D. And then it's like literally every day is like day one, get up at, you know, whatever time, do this, then do this, then eat this, then do this, then eat this, then do this. And we literally have 28 pages of exactly what to do every day. Cause it sounded like people needed a little more guidance than what I had given them in the last one. Would you mind before we go, just a, a quick snapshot of the morning? Cause I love that specifically. It's, it's really close to what I try to do every single day. And it, it's, it's incredible. Once you start doing it a few days in a row, you start to realize how powerful that is. So just a few things that you try to do in the morning. Yeah. So, and again, the book is very similar to what I'm trying to do. And in the first book, they're like, give us a stress release program. And I'm like, well, no, cause I'd be the person that would stress out if they told me to do this and that didn't work <laughs> for me. So, but then I felt like people needed more guidance in this book. So, you know, it's kind of basically wake up and it's, you know, getting up if you have to be at work at a certain time with enough leeway so that you're not feeling stressed to do this stuff in the morning. So with enough time that you can do this and it's getting up, you know, two big glasses of water with lemon, uh, taking your thyroid, supplemental thyroid hormone, if you do that, Mm -hmm. and then sitting down and doing 10 minutes, 20 if you can, but at least 10 of some, and I give you a couple choices, you know, whether it's heart rate variability, whether it's something called muse, whether it's something called David delight, um, meditation, prayer, you know, whatever it is that for you that centers you and calm you 10, 20 if you can do it, but even just starting at 10 is it, and then move on to breakfast. And that's, you know, we have lots of shakes. We have a new protein powder, the Myers Way Paleo Protein Powder, which has been a game changer for those of us with autoimmunity. We have tons of fabulous recipes you know, just kind of going throughout your day. And then we have you kind of doing that same thing when you get home, beginning to unwind, Mm -hmm. you know, if exercise, if that's something that helps you. And then this is what I do when the lights go down and it drives my husband insane. Um, All the amber lights come on in the house, lamps all around. I put on my funky glasses that he can't stand. Um, And, but that's what I need to help, you know, set my melatonin, you know, putting on the amber glasses. And again, before bed, whether it's a hot bath, if you have access to a sauna. And then again, just that 10, 20 minutes, if you can, either repeating what you did in the morning or finding another activity. So for the stress activities, we divided them into sort of daily things, many of which are free or might require some kind of app, but you know, minimal charge to things that I invite you to try once a week, like maybe trying acupuncture for the first time or a float tank to then things to try, you know, even once a month, which might be whether it's, you know, talking to a coach or a counselor to doing neurofeedback. So I also kind of divided it into, you know, things so you could maybe branch out if you want. 
Awesome. Now, we're just about out of time, but before we go, please tell folks where they can find you and what you're working on next. And also assume that we're in the future and your book is already everywhere and a massive success. <laughs> okay. Um, well, October 24th through the 31st, I'm hosting the Thyroid Connection Summit, which is a free online event for everybody. I hosted the Autoimmune Solution Summit back in 2014, and it was a massive hit, so I hope everybody will join us for that. I am uh, also filming a PBS special that will come out oh, in cool. March awesome. uh, for the Thyroid Connection, and um, I'm sure at some point we'll be working on you know, book uh, number three just trying to figure out what that is. And then, you know, my colleagues and I are here in Austin, Texas, if anybody wants to make an appointment. And, you know, that's really it. I am at, you can get the book anywhere and everywhere. And I am found, my website is amymyersmd.com and that's M-Y-E-R-S and all of my social media. I tried to make it easy for you is amymyersmd. So I'm all over social media, come follow me there. And, uh, Join us on my website and newsletter, and we have a free community as well, which is Amy Myers MD backslash community for everybody going through the program. Great. Well, go Longhorns, and thanks so much for coming on again, Dr. Myers. <laughs> yeah, thank you. I really appreciate you having me, and congratulations to you and all your success. Before you go, don't forget to grab your listener discount on our 30-day fat loss plan. In this plan, we share 30 days of mouth-watering wild diet meal plans that are designed to help you drop fat with real food. The meal plans are paleo-friendly, easy to make, and literally the meals that my wife Allison and I eat just about every day and night to stay lean, fit, and happy. In the program, you'll get the most effective method of meal and nutrient timing to best stimulate fat loss and muscle recovery, the truth about how much protein you really need for your body type, 30 days of specific healthy fat-burning meal plans as a done-for-you nutrition strategy, and tons more. If you check it out today, you'll even get a listener discount. All you have to do is type in fatburningman.com forward slash 30 days. That's the number 30, D-A-Y-S. Once again, that's fatburningman.com forward slash 30 days. I'll see you there. Thank you so much for joining us on this episode of Fat Burning Man. If you liked it, don't forget to hit the subscribe button on iTunes, Stitcher, YouTube, the podcast app, or wherever else you might be listening to or watching this show. Got a second? Please leave me a quick review on iTunes. I always love hearing from you, and if you think someone else might like and benefit from this free show, please take a second to share it with a friend or with a family member. You can get in touch with me on Twitter at FatBurnMan and Facebook by typing in Abel James or FatBurningMan. Drop me a line anytime. Did you know that I've recorded over 150 episodes of Fat Burning Man, winning four awards in independent media and hitting number one in more than eight countries? And here's some more good news. You can download and listen to every single episode for free. All you have to do is type in fatburningman.com. I'll give you a second to type it in, fatburningman.com. And you'll get all the show notes in video and audio versions for all the past episodes of Fat Burning Man. Better yet, enter your best email at fatburningman.com, sign up for my newsletter, and I'll even send you a quick start guide to start burning fat right now and a few of our ridiculously tasty recipes as a special thanks for signing up. Once again, just go to fatburningman.com right now, enter your best email to get your free fat burning download straight to your inbox and make sure that you never miss a show again. This is Abel James signing off. Thanks so much for listening and have a great week. 